Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello and welcome to Winners on the Way show. I am your host, Trent M. Clark. It's so good to see everybody. I am the founder of Leadershipity. I am a serial entrepreneur being the CEO of Athletic Influencer Marketing. I am an international speaker and a former coaching professional baseball coaching in three World Series. So I am super excited to be back with you today. The NIL thing is just crazy right now. It's heating up. We in absolute passage passion with AIM is teaching these young adults and even teenagers how to develop and learn to be an entrepreneur and develop their NIL system, a system of name, image, and likeness, and how you can brand yourself and make money in an influencer category as an athlete. So super excited about that right now. A lot going on, been traveling a ton. And fortunately, as a, as a Midwest guy, I have been traveling in the South so that excites me because it's warm. <laughs> so I don't uh, miss the six inches of snow on March 10th that we have here in Michigan today. So looking forward to always getting on the road during this time and get out. But today we are talking about the elimination round. And what's the elimination round? Like I am, I am excited by these next two weekends because all this weekend is college basketball conference championships and people played and they've gotten themselves to a position and now they're trying to position themselves for a chance to play in the NCAA tournament or March Madness. And then of course, the following week, we'll add another round where, hey, one and done, like you got to win to stay. So you, you lose and you are eliminated. And in my travels recently, I've just been really intrigued by how many people I've talked to are doing a whole elimination in their own life. They are doing a ton of things where they have decided, hey, this no longer serves me and I'm eliminating it. And it's it's a number of things. And it actually surprised me coming from some of the best leaders in the world. As I look at that, they are just committed and driven to lead better, healthier lives, make better decisions. And so when in talking to them, they're being very boundary driven by relationships in their life, by the food choices that they make. And I see a lot of people eliminating like processed foods, sugars, increasing their water. We always talk about stop, start, continue, right? You know, I probably you know, our company could start doing better on follow-up and, and making sure that we have follow-up on every call and contact we have. And we need to stop with having five meetings a day, whatever your company or your organization's driven at and having challenge with, there's some stop, start, continue in there. What I really want to focus on in the elimination round first is that words matter. That is such a big deal. And I'm, I'm just really seeing that 
a lot of people are not choosing great things and, and, and they don't understand the impact of negative attitude, of, of words that are just energy sucks. And the first one I would think of right away is if you're a client of Leadershipity, we eliminate the conversation around problems because I don't love problems. And the reason I don't love it is because the very word itself, problem, I have a problem, is a negative connotation. Most people immediately think, oh my gosh, there is a problem. And that height, you know, you can see it. Like people palpably change their body language when they hear problem, they get concerned, blood pressure goes up. There's all these things that are happening inside the human condition with words. And you can call them trigger words or whatever you want to call them. At the end of the day, problems hasn't served organizations very well. And I always use the example that when people tell me they have a problem, I am rarely interested in their problem, even though that's our job. Call us and let's help us solve the, the issues in, that you're having in your organization. And yet I have my own problems. And I know that they exist in my life. And, you know, I'm a husband of 28 years. I have five children. Like, you don't have to look very far around my house to find some significant issues, right? And so, you know, people get worn down because they have their own issues and they're not interested in other people's problems. So if you want to repel people from helping you, Start telling people how big your problems are because they are literally going to go the other direction in the fact that they aren't interested in your problems because they have their own. And it's not negative. It's not that they don't care about you. It's just that it's concerning. It creates blood pressure issues for themselves, stress, and they feel like, hey, I've got enough stress. I don't need your stress. So how do we change that? So we eliminate the word problem for challenge. It has to be replaced because what I've seen is that if you have a good organization that's driven by repairing things and making things better and solution driven, most good people in an organization are really up for a challenge. They are ready to take it on. And they're like, whoa, hey, there's a challenge. Let's go and get this thing. And this is why they use, you know, hey, the the 75 day challenge, you know, the the 90 day challenge and these fitness workouts. It's challenging, challenging someone to see, hey, do you have what it takes? Can you make it? And we're always wanting to test ourselves. It's almost like an internal trait for those driven and those winners who are always looking to find a way. And so when you, when you talk about that in this, there are going to be times, because I love this quote, right? Winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win from the four disciplines of execution. We name the show after that because of that they're shown data that they're losing. Okay, so we have a problem. We're down by 30 points at halftime. We have a problem. Like, wait a minute. You know, like, that's not motivate anybody. I see that it, things aren't going well. This has not been a good first half. But we have a challenge in front of us to see if we can get back and do something different in order to make this a game. And so winners work hard to adjust that. And if you want to bring winners along in your organization, you got to give them challenges. And they're used to solving challenges and they're used to overcoming challenges. So when you get people that are on your team, you have the opportunity to give them a challenge, bring them up. That's why we change those words and make them matter all the time. Now, from a leadership standpoint, I want to leave you with a short message today on the four losing behaviors. 
winners when shown data that they are losing find a way to win what do, conversely what do losers do so i am constantly on guard for watching this for behaviors of team members and even myself like i have shown some of these behaviors in the past number one losing behavior make excuses you know things aren't going winners they're showing data that they're losing oh i have a bunch of excuses why we're losing the dog ate my homework there was snow this morning so i was late and i couldn't make it and there was an accident on the way that i saw and that rerouted my trip in and because bill didn't get me the other information on time that's not fair so you know there's another excuse there's a lot of behaviors that we find in losing behavior number one is excuse the second one i kind of mentioned there was oh it's bill's fault inadvertently i blamed somebody else and so hey you know what the problem is is why i didn't get this done and the challenge that i'm facing is that it's this person's fault it's not mine because they weren't doing their thing or it was somebody else not getting me information even though i didn't ask for it it was some kind of issue that happened and i'm going to blame person place things something is responsible but it's not me the third thing that people do is they quit like things get hard and a loser behavior is like wow this project's too hard i, I think i should remove myself from it or i'm just going to quit this job because They've asked a lot of me, and I'm not sure if I'm up to managing all those responsibilities. So big challenges that people face, but quitting is not the option we're looking for in a winning team and winning dynamic and people that are really going to show up and improve our organization. And I see it all the time. And we talk about it in the entrepreneurial world about how close people get through the hard times and diligence and persevere and quit right before that chance to overcome that mountain and get over on the other side and you know they have no idea how close they are to the top of the hill and it's hard it's frustrating and i really appreciate it that it's not easy and we're and we're trying to know hey when this thing isn't working for us and we need to move or pivot another direction but Quitting is, is definitely the third key loser behavior. And then the fourth behavior is ignoring the data. I call it the ostrich method. You know, bury your head in the sand. No, this isn't really happening. You know, I lost res respect for a coach a number of years ago when we were, you know, I'm a competitive guy and we were playing a team that I felt was pretty closely uh, related to us as far as ability, talent, all those good things. And and we were down by a ton and it was like 10 to two after like the fifth inning and our coach pulled us in and like, I'm so proud of you. You're working hard. I'm just, I could just see your effort. And there was no advice of how to do anything different. There was an encouragement, which was probably, you know, pretty positive from the standpoint, people definitely felt kind of kicked a little bit but it didn't feel authentic. I mean, it didn't feel like we were playing our best. It didn't feel like the effort was that great from our team. It did feel like people were hitting that quit button in the middle of the game. And for the coach to give us that story 
when other players could see some real losing behaviors amongst team members and teammates, no one felt like that was an authentic way to, to do it. So he was kind of ignoring the data, like all the data saying this is not going well and unwilling to offer an opportunity or an option to do something differently. And that, that just was disingenuous to me. It was, it was really frustrating. And so, you know, there's a lesson you learn in there, right? But as a leader in an organization, be very aware of those four behaviors. And when we're talking about the elimination round, there's grace for those behaviors, right? All your, even your best people at some time are probably going to show one or two of those behaviors, even though they rarely do. They may show them in a certain situation, under stress, under duress, all sorts of things. Pull them aside. Like, make sure that you're holding the people accountable to the fact, like, it's not okay. Like, it's, it's not acceptable in our organization to carry this kind of attitude and take this stance when it comes to our challenges. So, so critical as we build up those winners. The four big losing behaviors, watch for them closely give a little grace, reprimand one-on-one, not in a group, but definitely stop and eliminate that behavior as quickly as you can. The last words that I think are probably one of the things that I'm always looking for in team members is I will. Two words, I will. And a lot of people have come to me and talked about like, hey, how do you select team members? How do we get the right people? And from all my years of coaching, I've probably had five to eight times in my life where I looked over and went, hey, here's Teresa, and she's an absolute huge contributor to our organization, and I've turned to a fellow team member, a fellow executive on our, on our, on our leadership team and said, you know, Teresa, I'll take 10 more just like her. Can we find... 10 more people just like her. There's an initial pushback. When I say that, almost invariably, this has happened at least five of those eight times, where the person I'm talking to immediately dives in to to point out any negative flaw of that person. In this case, Teresa, fictional. (laughs) So, but they're like, you know, Teresa's not the fastest at this. She's not always the best at this. And I'm like, man, like I don't need her to be the best in the world at all those things. What I love about Teresa and what I love about these folks, when I say, Hey, I want 10 more just like them. They represent the brand so well. They absolutely have a heart for the mission. And they're very clear on their role and responsibility and how they contribute in that mission. They make all sorts of people better around them and they take responsibility for what's due, what's to be done. And that has been probably the biggest difference, you know, and I'm, and I'm watching this and sometimes we test in boardrooms, in executive team meetings, on leadership retreats. We have a major challenge and who's going to run point on this matter. And I am literally watching to see who in that room will stand up and say, I will, I will do it. You know, and I worked in restaurants when I was a kid. As a teenage kid through college, I worked in restaurants. And 
there's a lot of like not great jobs <laughs> on in that business. Take out the trash, bus tables, clean this, clean that, scrub this. There are what you know. I I think back to you know Mike from Dirty Jobs. I mean, there is a lot of dirty jobs in the restaurant business, but. I learned to become a person that said, I will, like no one else wants to take out the trash. I will, I'll take care of that for us. Like this has to be done. Someone has to do it. And if that person is actually in that role, who, who actually has that role, but is either ill or out that day and we need someone to pick it up, like pick it up, like be a team member and say, Hey, I will, like, am I going to be so like, is it going to be so detrimental to my work that I just took? two and a half minutes to pick up the garbage, take it out to the back, clean my hands up and get back to work. Like that's probably not going to be detrimental at the end of the day to my ability to create value and still deliver on all my responsibility. And so when I'm seeing folks that will say, I will, that is a key element in the words I'm looking for. And as if you're a leader, you probably have a few of these people very close to you because you've found out that they are extremely dependable. They are the people who can really make things tick in your organization. I will caution you that if there's ever a time I felt like I've taken advantage of a person, it's the person who I think the most of that I probably don't tell them enough how valuable they are to me, how good I think they really are the value they bring to our organization, how much they've helped other people in our organization get better, how they model what we're looking for in our standard team member. In fact, how that we're hiring based on your profile and we're actually trying to recreate someone like you because we want more people like. And I have been remiss in not telling team members that in the past. It's an error in leadership. Let those people know how valuable and let them know in a way that serves them. As a leader, you should know what motivates these team members, what motivates your strongest folks, all your folks really, but your strongest folks like one person wants to be recognized with a trophy and a trip in front of the entire organization. One person wants a quiet card and a, and a cash bonus. Like, know what they really want that will absolutely deliver the recognition and feeling recognized in that role and how much they serve your organization. So critical for leaders as we as we review that real quick. It's elimination round. Like, there's no tomorrow. It really matters how what we've done up to this point and then putting it together to execute and recognizing that we have to eliminate some things. So stop some things in our lives. Stop words that aren't feeding into others. Stop words that aren't serving the community. Stop words that are triggering anxiety and blood pressure raises. Stop behaviors that aren't moving you in the direction that you want your organization to go. Understand that just those little minor changes in your organization can be a major shift and have major impact on your bottom line on your culture, all those things, so critical. And it is little things. Like we always talk about that little degree, that little degree of just difference. And we think like, hey, if I jumped on the plane in LA, 
it's just one degree that I'm off on my trip to New York, except the problem is that one click has you landing in DC. So you are way off the mark after five hours in that airplane. And so it's a very small, minute detail that has major impact because you're not going to land in the right place and your trip is going to be now extremely challenging <laughs> to make your meetings, to make your time. And we have great transportation in our country, so we are fortunate. But these little things have major impact, both both for and against. So be very cautious. Of it. When you're building out profiles for your team, you know, one of the things I've done in coaching is I'm building up profiles. I'm building up the profile for me as a coach. What kind of coach do I want to be? And I think like, wow, you know, I want to be that coach that has that, that, that relationship with my team members, that has that integrative approach, like a coach like Mike Sosha, who I, who was our manager with the Angels, and he was so good at that. And I want to be able to develop young talent and come alongside when people make errors and let them know it's going to be all right and keep trying and encourage them like Joe Madden. And I want to have that discipline of eliminating things that don't serve us in our organization, like Nick Saban and some of these great coaches that I've had and just been blessed to coach with. So I'm taking a piece of those and trying to create myself as a better coach and as a better leader. So look at the team members that you have. You can take parts of these best five, 10 leaders you have and start building profiles out for what you're driving at for, for more team members as you build your organization and build up your team. So, so excited for you this week. Uh, it's a great week. It's elimination round. It's going to be joy for some getting into the March madness. It's going to be, you know, disappointment for others. It didn't work out. We weren't, you know, weren't ready. Things didn't go our way. A lot of things are going to happen in there and uh, we're, we're going to really watch for what winners do and some of the losing behaviors that, that happen. And, uh, and you'll see the consequences of those losing behaviors play out very clearly. So keep an eye out for it. I am Trent Clark. You can reach me everywhere on social media at Trent M. Clark or at Leadershipity or at AIM4NIL. That's AIM number four, NIL.com. That's our website for our NIL system. And I am so excited that it's spring is coming and it's around the corner. And March Madness is certainly an indication of that. So until next time on the Winners Find A Way show, host Trent Clark, I can't wait to see you on the road. Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.